This is Hula's Beat. This shit is expensive, so please help us out. Support Kickstand Podcast. I'm begging you out loud. Make a pledge on Patreon. Every dollar counts. We'll forever be thankful and hook you up, no doubt. Shout out patreon.com forward slash kickstand podcast. Patreon.com forward slash kickstand podcast. Patreon.com forward slash kickstand podcast. Go suss it out. This is a bit anticlimactic, um, but there are people listening as of now. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a bit weird to go from like sitting in a room just talking to one other person and then all of a sudden having to get into show mode. Yep, but there is no such thing, just talk normally. All right, just Too easy, eat, just breezy. All right, I'm just on the uh, I like to do events first, just running through events. I'll do that every single time, but um, I'll do that now. Twenty um, second of September. That is, that is like in a couple of days. Wait, it's today. Oh shit, that's today. That well, I thought today. that today was twentieth. Yeah, anyway, screw that. All right, uh, October fourteenth, annual blessing of the bikes. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's at, it starts at Cafe Moto. I'm guessing that's a ride from Cafe Moto in Caram Downs. Yep. All the way to what's that place called? Blessing of the Bikes. Mer- Where do they go? Is that, is that Mirbunun? Um, Mirumba or like Mirumbu? Mirumbu? Something like Merbu. that. Mirumbu North. Mirumbu North. North. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then on the same day at, or at night is the MSI Social Meet. The um. Well, that says the new pizza meat, and in brackets, not round two. Come to that. Hosted by Greg? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Probably someone. Yeah. Like it. Well, it's really hosted by the people that own the place. Yes. You know, they're, they're the ones kind enough to actually... Let us in? Let us run a muck. Um, ooh, November 19th. I know this is ages away. November 19th is Walhalla Run. Haven't done a Walhalla run. You haven't been to Walhalla? No. Dude. Yeah, I know. EJ, Walhalla, haven't done it. EJ is not that far. EJ is like, it's just standard. Like yep. It's a good ride. But Walhalla is a place you got to go. Yeah. Because the whole ride there is pretty cool. Like you can go, you can go so many ways because it's so far away. You can go so many different roads towards it. It's like, I think four, four hours away. Yep. Yeah. But it, I know it sounds far, but it's not that far really. It's like. Probably 350 kilometers. Ooh. It's not really far because most of the roads are pretty high speed on yep. the way there. You don't you don't sit at 80 for most of the time. Most of the time you're going well above 100. Um, even when there's cops, it's a 100 zone. So it's yeah. still pretty good. So cool. what the road is, you know Nuji? Yeah, yeah. You go... So uh, Sorry this is, if this is getting way too inside for people that are not from Melbourne... Get a Melways and yeah. learn what we're on about. <laughs> Follow us on Google Maps or some shit. Um, basically, you've got Melbourne and east of Melbourne, 
you've got just eastern Victoria. And then as you go out, it becomes more mountainy, you know. Nuji is like a town, one of the towns along this road, which is pretty cool. It's like a nice twisty road. Once you go past Nuji, you're kind of forced to go back onto the freeway eventually. Yep. Right where you're forced to get back onto the freeway, you jump on the freeway and you go a little bit down the freeway, just a few exits, well, not a few, maybe 15 minutes or something. Then you get off at Trafalgar. Yep. Yep. Trafalgar's like, how far is that from Melbourne? Uh, if you go straight on the Monash. Uh, I reckon about two hours now with all the roadworks and everything down there. Oh, yeah, no shit. No shit. Sucks to live out in the eastern suburbs these days. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Anyways, so you get to Trafalgar and you, you exit there and you go straight north onto Mafra Tayers Road or Tyres, what are they called? I don't know what they call it. Short, short ride. It's high speed again. It's just like, there's no one there. And you just go for it. It's open roads. The roads are really wide, which is really good. Good quality as well. Like the, the, the condition of the road is not too bad considering how far out it is. But like all these towns take care of that road that are around it. Um, and then you get to this turn off, turn right, 12Ks down this weird ass, like, it's a road, it's it's really twisty and tight, it's got like hairpins and stuff in it, it's 12 kilometers to Alhalla from this turn off, but the whole time you're like side on with this mountain that has been cut. Okay, so a bit like... Um... You've, got, you've got this wall that's like on an angle towards you. It's, it's sort of cambered towards you and you're sort of in this like tunnel but not really tunnel because it's open on the top. It's just like they've literally just cut through the mountain and you go, that's a lot of money to spend on a road. Do you know why? Because Wahala is a mining town. Ah. It, it was... It was uh, someone, I'm not going to look this up. Uh, I haven't researched any of this. Someone feel free to correct me. But um, I'm pretty sure it used to be an extinct volcano. Oh, well, it is an extinct volcano. It used to be a volcano like back in the day, 75 million years ago or something. It's about, about that. So what happens when volcanoes go extinct is that you get all these heavy metals that come up to the surface, right? Yep. Yeah. Iron, lead. lead. That's, that's yeah. really how you get these huge deposits of things that are heavy up in the surface so people open mines um just ha just so happened to be gold right and this town i don't know how much gold they got out Is of this it? town but it was apparently quite a bit yep quite a, so much that it actually like uh made the whole town really rich made everyone that works there extremely rich they like started buying shit like within a 200 300 kilometer radius of that town um barnsdale most of the houses there most of the families that live there are families descended from the time of, of so a lot of old money exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um there's 11 registered residents of walhalla it's a tiny town it's one road that goes through it. It's, it. Their entire revenue depends on tourism. But, like, they're not short of that at all because you go there, it's literally one road, and then that becomes, like, 
a few parks on one either side. And I know this sounds like pretty average, but the place, it has like this feel because it's like it's carved into the middle of the volcano, of the mountain. So all around you is like a wall, right? And you just see like houses just around you in like a crater style. Where and, and then this town is like in the middle of the crater and alongside the crater is a river that they've dug out as well, that they've made into... Uh, I'm pretty sure it, it either was already a river that they've sort of helped... Diverted but, or something like that, yeah? I don't know what they've done, but they've made a river. If the river was already there, fair enough, but there's a river there that runs along the road all the way there. But I'm pretty sure they made it because to get, like, the gold and all that stuff. They like, needed water. Stuff and, yeah. and, like, with boats, yeah. it's probably easier. But they also have a train, a steam train that goes straight there. So much money, and you're like, you if you don't know that this place is a mining town like you used to be, you're like, this is a lot of money to spend on infrastructure that leads nowhere. Because it does lead nowhere. There's no, there's nothing after um, Walhalla. It's just a dirt road and it continues up, but there's no, nothing there. Like, End of the track, that's it? You got to turn around. The, 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 there's really not much there. So you're like, what the hell's going on? That's what I felt when I first went there because I got lost and I found myself there. And I, I thought I was, I actually thought legitimately, I was like, there is a good chance that I'm on some sort of movie set that they've like set up in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it looked like one of those movie sets for like Wild West movies. Because the hotels, Back in the day, the hotels have these like swinging doors and it was, it's like really interesting. It's just the whole place is like really vintage, but still working. Like everyone, like the hotel's still running. The milk bars, same as it was, oh. still going, coffee shops. People are still walking around, kids and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And people camping there and stuff. There's, I mean, compared to the residents, there's a lot of people. I might have to tick this off the list Dude, this you, summer. You yeah. have to go. Like, yeah. I, I think I've gone on, like, so many rants about, like, how good this place is and how, like, people pay so much money to travel. Like, people that live in Melbourne pay so much money to travel and they do this thing where they work all year and they're miserable at whatever the fuck they do just to like scrape up enough money so they can go and blow it all somewhere else like bali or yeah Thailand somewhere or useless like somewhere yeah. useless like i and like i don't care what you say bali is useless yeah. because anything you can do in bali you can do somewhere else there's and there's so some really places. good places in Australia to, to go and visit. There's so many. Yeah. There's so many. Like, Walhalla is like, well, what would I, uh, um, Walhalla is like going to a, a old school town in southern US. You know, one of the southern states in America. You go to an old school town where they've preserved everything. That's Walhalla. Literally four hours and people go, oh my God, it's so far. It's like, holy shit, you sit on a fucking plane for like 16 hours to go to Europe or some shit and walk around and see one useless building after another and, go and call that traveling. Yeah, fair enough. Technically you're traveling, but what are you really seeing? Hmm. You're just blowing your money somewhere else, fueling someone else's economy, which isn't bad, which yeah. isn't bad. But We thrive on it here when people come yeah, here. But yeah, yeah, but you know, and if you... 
if you're ever in like another country for long enough, it's funny because you start seeing ads in in their television about Australia yeah. and about Melbourne specifically. I got that in China when I went to China last year. And then you you have this like weird epiphany where you're like, fuck me, I'm un, I'm ungrateful. This place looks amazing. Mm. I live there. Holy shit. Mm. Why don't I go to these places? Because to to a lot of people, a four-hour drive or ride even, which is disgraceful, is longer or more tedious than a whatever-hour flight and planning and just getting yourself there and traveling and figuring out buses in a place you're not familiar with. And it's just like, it's all cool stuff. You know, I'd, I'd love to go to Japan yep. just to see something different. But all these people that go to holidays, you know, they go for a holiday. The, the whole, like, if if there's nothing close to you that's a holiday destination, fair enough. Fuck off somewhere. Go 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 do whatever you want. But, I don't know. Okay, I've done this rant too many times. So I'll stop. No, but like, <laughs> no that's cool. It, it's, oh, you've it, sold me on it. I'm taking it off the list this summer. We're going to Walhalla. Walhalla, Omeo. Go to Omeo as well. That's yeah. uh, probably an, less than an hour away from Mount Hotham. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Down towards Bansdale. Uh, ba- Bansdale. Yeah. Whatever yeah. the hell. I don't even know how you say yeah. it. How do you say it? Bansdale, yeah. Bansdale. Depends on where you come from, isn't it? <laughs> it does, yeah. I mean, I, I, the first person to name it, what did they say? Yeah. They'll probably say Barnsdale. Barnsdale. Yeah, so Omeo, really cool place. Um, most of the year no one goes there just because everyone goes to Hotham or like the places around I know at least three different places in Omeo like uh, accommodation that are not hotels that are just people that used to rent out um, their place for miners yeah and there's not many miners in that area anymore there's only very little jobs there so they're giving them out super cheap so you can stay in Omeo overnight for like 30 bucks. Oh, it's cool. And it's a nice cabin. Like, uh, I know three places, two of them are cabins. One is um, a house that you stay in. Dude, it's like people will blow thousands of dollars, not including accommodation, just to go somewhere, where 200 bucks will get you to Omeo with food, with accommodation. That's your fuel paid as well. And then... Go some, go see some shit, and you come back home and you're like, "Holy shit!" Now I'm not in debt for twenty k. Yeah, yeah, but no, people, people like that whole like save, 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 be miserable all year for that final release. But that release, I reckon, is kind of fake. Yeah, leave uh, leave here in the middle of winter to go to somewhere nice in thirty eight degrees to return here in the middle of winter to and for what. <laughs> For what? It's depressing. I, I, I reckon if you can't go through a winter, you will not appreciate the summer. Definitely not. Definitely like, not. If you go to, if if you go through summer, winter comes around, you're like, fuck this, I'm out. You go somewhere and like experience that summer. You come back to another summer, it's not gonna feel good. It's just gonna feel the same. Or not maybe not as good because we don't have the best summers. It fucking rains all the time and gets cold randomly. We have pretty good summers. Oh, we do for sure. We yeah. do. But I, I'm saying, I love summer, especially in St Kilda. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, lots, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of summer. Oh, there's lots of sightseeing for me. Maybe in Saint now Kilda. I will because um, 
I used to have a bit more insulation. Yeah. So in winter, I'm very comfortable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I love summer. I um, I appreciate the women in summer. Oh, man, man. I appreciate women all year round. Yeah. But especially in summer. <laughs> but like in oh man, I'm too hot and fucked up from from heat to bother with women in in summer. So uh, I, it it's sort of pointless to me. Yeah, they can be walking around, but if I'm like dry heaving, like you know, to get wanting to get into a car with <laughs> air conditioning, it, there's no point. No good. Yeah, so yeah, it, it it's ridiculous. There's there's so many cool. Um, I've got this book. It's called like 101 Destinations in Victoria. Yep. For like specifically for riding, like riding roads and destinations. Like the most of the, most of the things are basically a road that's cool and a place to go to through that road. Um, Reefton's obviously one, one of, of them. them. Great Ocean Road, which I reckon is a bit shit. Yeah, it's went, nice to look at. Yeah, I went down there last time. I reckon if you want to go to Gresham Road, go in a car. You're not going to miss much. No. You know? <laughs> it's it's like, a bit one of those hard ones where you you want to take in the sights, but you need to bike, ride. I reckon it's a bit sketchy. bit distracting, yeah. It, it is a bit distracting. I reckon just go in a car. Yeah. Or like a convertible. Yeah. yeah. If you have a convertible, you'll have a much better time yeah. uh, than riding. Ring, ring, Nick, go. <laughs> ring, ring, Nick, go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Ring, Nick, go, and off you go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, he's, uh, we actually, um, we drove to Ohala. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> we drove to Ohala um, not too long. Oh, it, was, it was at the start of the year. It was like February, I reckon, or March. I, th- I think I saw you... Um you did a bit of a live stream in the car? He did that. He did was that. It? Yeah. Yeah, because I was driving. I'll, I'll tell you a bit about that. So th- where he started live streaming, we were in Rawson. Rawson's like just this little town close to Wahala. We're not too far off from it at the time. But funny thing is that he rocked up to my house. He's like, we planned this the week before. He's like, all right, I'm going to come to your house and and we'll go somewhere. And I'm like, do you want to go to Wahala? Actually, no, no, I didn't say that. I said, do you want to go to Omeo and stay overnight? And he's like, oh, yeah, sounds good. I'm like, cool. So he rocks up to my house on the day, like a week later after everything's planned. He rocks up to my house and like uh, apparently, like he didn't tell me this, but apparently he just finished an overnight shift. He rocked up at 2 p.m. or like 1.30 or something. And he just finished an overnight shift. I didn't know that. He gets in the car. He's like, he's like, you drive. And I'm like, all right, um, you know, he's he he has a I actually f- forgot what it was called. I'm pretty sure it's called it's a Renault, it's yeah. a Renault convertible uh, something. I don't know. So one of those Renault convertibles. I, I just know it's navy blue and it's got a drop top. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, they, it's like electric, so it's pretty cool, you know. And he's like, you drive, and I'm like, ah, uh, all right. I get in the car, and I'm like, oh fuck, this is manual. I don't drive manual. Like, I barely know how. I've only done it, like, twice for, like, 100 meters. <laughs> but, like, I was like, all right, all right, all right. Um, I turn around to him, I'm like, Nick, Nick um, I'm not very good at manual. Just to let you know. He's like, ah, oh, it's fine. It's fine, man. It's fine. And people, if you think I'm being racist, you should go listen to podcast number 11, I think it is. Yeah, podcast number 11. And then you'll find out that I'm actually being conservative. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Um, he's like, no, nah, no, nah, man, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let's see how this works out. Chuck it in reverse, go straight back. Honestly, if I didn't ride, I would be just fucked. I would be completely screwed. Because I don't know how to drive manual, but I had it in theory. Because yep. of bikes, I had it in theory. I just had to learn the muscle movements that correspond to doing what in yep. a car. So I kind of half-assed it, like just fucking takes like th- three seconds for me to shift because I'm like thinking about it, like, all right, move this here, then do that. <laughs> yeah, left hand, right, yeah, left hand is now gears yeah, and not yeah, clutch. Because yeah, yeah. I'm used to my left hand being the clutch and my right foot. Well, my left foot being the, the, the gears and it's just the other way around. And yeah, it screwed me completely. Um, and, but we made it, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm driving, I'm driving, uh, I'm technically unlicensed because. Oh, you're on restrictions with the auto license. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah technically I'm unlicensed. Now this was a dream. I, yeah, this is alleged. Yep. Uh, I, I completely dreamt this up. This is completely fictional. Never happened. Never happened. Um, this is just for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it was it was an interesting time. And yeah. by the time we came back, I was great at manual. Like I was sweet, fun. Like so sweet at manual and so conf- not confident. I was still not confident, but like I was so just no problems. Like I. Uh, uh, I was so competent yep. to the level, like a satisfactory level where um, a couple months later, we went, not a couple months later, I think it was June, we went to Adelaide in a manual Mirage. That, yeah, that's right. And I drove the whole well, way. Yeah. I drove through, like, I, I drove from the city, from Melbourne City, all the way to, like, northern suburbs, from northern suburbs, out through the city, straight out to the freeway then went to adelaide drove around the cbd myself and then um uh drove back so i was by then i was like oh i've got this you got your 200 hours up that's it yeah i, yeah, like, I got this i mean maybe not as well as a bike i probably yeah i can't shift that quick and but i still i was like all right this is okay i can do this yeah. um yeah I had a, why did I, why did I tell the story? Oh, basically because Nick got just threw his keys at me and went to sleep. Like, you know, I was saying I had to just wing it. Yep. And just, you're on your own. Yeah. He like, okay. So I'm, I'm imagine this. I'm sitting here like in the car and, and, and sort of going, all right, where's the reverse? All right. There's a clutch. Click it into first second all right where's the revs where how, how fast am i going oh there's the brakes oh shit there's a car stop like i'm just like trying to figure this out on the fly and i look over for like assurance and just, just and moral support and he's just out he's just like i, I reckon two minutes of like <laughs> we haven't even left my suburb yet and he's he's asleep like deep, deep where i'm like hey nick um am i doing okay and he's like eh. <laughs> I was just like, oh fuck! And and I saw on your live stream, you um, you must have had some pretty good conversations with Nick on the way to and from because there's a little um, there's a little video there 
Uh, I think you were sort of impersonating Nick's voice. Yeah. Talking about uh, <laughs> life on the twisty road. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I was. It was really inspirational to me. I was like, that's... Um, well, the thing is, I got inspired by Nick. And you, what I was so impressed was is that you picked up the accent so good. You must have, like, the amount of time you spent with him. Dude, I just had to listen to him talk for, like, 20 minutes, and then I just, like, it became natural. Honestly, the first time I heard it, I actually thought it was Nick commentating <laughs> on the video. Um, and then I'm realising, no, it's it's not Nick. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, it was, uh, I, I appreciate the compliment. Uh, yeah. I, I, um... I'd like to think that I do Nick's voice just, but it's it's not even Nick's voice, it's the shit he says. It's not even like just the accent. It's, no, it's it's, it's his wording. The of, word he yeah. the word he uses in what way, like this, the way he phrases stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's like, and he and he's the way he says it. Um, like if you say something uh, like a, a a piece of information. And he goes, is it? Is it? And you're like, yeah. And you're like, oh. Oh, nice. Nice, man. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And you're like waiting for a response. But that is his response. Is, yeah. And you're like, all right, then. That's uh, Yeah, no worries. But mm. yeah, by the end of it, uh, I, I was sick of doing his accent. I was <laughs> sick of it. I was like, I couldn't be fucked anymore. Because he, he was just... He was talking so much. Oh, I mean, I was talking so much shit, but he was as well to the point where, yeah, he started impersonating me and he couldn't do it. He just sounded like an Asian Arab. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he was saying like, he was he was trying to say like, Yalla Habibi, but like in an Asian, it was, dude, I can't even do it. I yeah. can't do it. Because then to do that, I have to impersonate him impersonating me. That's just too hard for me. Whoa. I can't do that. Uh, yeah, it was, it's ridiculous. For people that don't know Nick, I'm sorry that we've, you know, gone down this weird tangent. Um, but yeah, you've got to meet this guy. Definitely. If you haven't, if you're sitting there like, who the fuck is this guy? You got to meet this guy. Yep. And if you, and if you, there is no chance for you to actually meet him, then uh, listen to podcast number eleven. We have a yeah. we have a good chat about life. Yeah, and the twisty roads ahead. Twisty roads. And you always got to anticipate those corners, but it's okay. It's okay. Don't get caught out. That's it. That's it. <laughs> always trail back into it. Always be ready. Always be ready. Yeah. But then after the corner has come, even if it's shocked you a little bit and, you know, rattled you, make sure to power out. That's it. Always. <laughs> power out of them corners. Power out. When in doubt, power yeah. out. That's exactly. It. So anyways, um, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't even introduce you. Well. Because people don't... No, they don't know no, who they're speaking with. They don't they? know. Well, they're listening to. Exactly. So, this is Ben. Ben Gat. Is that your real last name? Yeah, correct. Is it? Yeah. So, it's... Nah. Yeah, it's Gat. So, Gat's a Maltese surname. So, is it? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you What do you ride? How long have you been riding? Uh... What do you like to do on your Saturday nights? Ooh, that's uh, a bit personal. <laughs> what do you, you know, what, what kind of ice cream shop do you like to go to on a Sunday morning? You know, yeah. Just all that stuff. All right. Well, um, I ride a 14 Jixa 750, mm -hmm. uh, red and black. It's a pretty rare color combo. Um, is it? It is a little bit. You don't see many red and black Jixas. 
not 14s, not the L series. No. See a bit of Ks. Yeah, I think there was a couple of Ks in, in that colour, yeah. in the thousands and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the matte, so, the matte yeah. black with the red. It wasn't the first one I fell in love with. Actually, in the 14s, I fell in love with that, that white colour scheme. Oh, the tricolour? Um, no, it was just, oh, just a, a, it was just a matte oh. white, like a pearly white. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. uh, took that one for a test ride and um, you couldn't get that grin off my face when I walked back in. And um, What happened? Why didn't you get that one then? Uh, I don't know. I was like impatient. I was like, yeah, I want this thing now. I, I just fell in oh. love with the, the red and the black. Um, Wait, so what, what do you mean you were impatient? Um, well, they didn't have a white one in stock mm. at that stage. And um, it was a X demo, that one. Mm. It had like uh, 46Ks or something like that on it. Oh. It, so you got it cheap as well? Yeah, you got it cheap. and nice. um Got I to... love getting demos. People get weirded out by that and like, oh, I want a brand new one. It's like, why? No. Why? It's basically brand new. You yeah. Know? Save a couple of thousand. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I bought that back in, oh, it'd be about this time back in 13. Oh, so you've had it for a year. Oh, two years. Wait, no. Ooh. 13. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Have you had your bike for that long? Yeah, yeah. So, Shit. so to give you some idea, it's four years. It's four years, yeah. Okay. Um, so, how are you liking it? Love it, still riding it. How many think, k's you done? Well, I think we're up to about twenty now. That's it. Yeah, had a little bit of time off there for a while. Um, right, I'm shutting this episode down. This is bullshit. Yeah. The fuck? I had to. I was on Mate. the posty there for a while. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just oh, missed everyone. So oh, just to keep yeah. in the scene. Um, how was the posty? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I actually forgot. I, I haven't asked you about that since. Yeah. What What did you do with that? It's still sitting at home. I um. What's I, it What's it got, like, customised? Uh, it's got the suicide shifter. Uh, yeah, which was, um, everyone sort of had a bit of a giggle at that. But um, Dude, I want to ride that shit. Yeah. That, 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 that is so cool. Um, but, yeah, I've got um, a 76 Honda C90. Yeah. Um, old school Cub. Um, I bought that yeah. and um, I'm sort of transferring all the posty rims and the engine into the C90 frame. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just a, one of those slow projects that I'm, yeah, just something mm. cool to cruise with. And um, yeah, hopefully I'll finish that soon and be just like a little summer, summer cruiser. Um, yeah. So, a C90. Yeah, so it's it's old. C90. What? What does that even look like? It looks a bit like a posty. Yeah. Um, the forks are a little bit different. It's got um. Uh, how would you explain it? The springs are inside the fork. So the you, springs are inside the fork. Yeah. So the the shocks and the springs are actually hidden inside the. Oh, with in the, the tubing, yeah. Well, it's not really tubing. Um, like this rubber thing. No, you you really need to Google one. They're they're really let me, let me, unique. Let me, let me Google. So yeah, like C ninety cup. The reason I have a tablet in front of me. Yeah, that's for these right. moments. That's right. Yeah, no, anyways, keep keep um keep, keep going. Keep going. Keep and going. They've they just this got up. a really nice, smooth, sleek um body that I just absolutely fell in love with. How much you get it for? Uh, I think I paid 150 for the Fuck, frame. Yeah. Really big in uh, Thailand and uh, Asia. 
where they um they modify them um really big in the uk where they're sort of really retro fitting them oh, it looks like a posty bike yeah but but That's a bit cool. bit sleeker a bit retro yeah, 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 yeah. sort of it looks like a vespa cross between the posty and, yeah. and that yeah so um that is cool asians sort of doing the full wide kit mm. with them and um yeah they're they're really rare and and everyone's sort of jumping on them nice so, yeah, I've had that for quite some time. So what do you like about these small works? Uh, I'm guessing this is semi-auto as well. Yeah, semi-auto. Or semi-manual. Semi-manual. Uh, Four-speed. Um, I don't know. Like, you can't speed it. It's totally different bike to the Jixxer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that period... it will be a different experience. Yeah, that period when I, I didn't have the Jixxer, yeah. I unfortunately had a little bit of an accident, um, and... Being such a new bike, it was very hard to get parts. Yep. Um, and I really missed the whole MSR scene and, and the family. Man, I miss that so much. Friends that I'd met. Um, <laughs> so I was like, stuff this. Like, you know, mm. I missed Highway. I missed um, Pizza Nights mm. and stuff like that. And I was like, I bought this postie and I was doing Pizza Night, Burger Night, on the Highway postie. on the postie. Fuck yes. Um, yeah. Um, and not only that, mm. not that I encourage smoking, I could smoke a dart mm. and ride home. So Wait, what do you mean? Because um I'd have a open face helmet oh, on the posties. Mate. So killing it. So yeah, I'd be like cruising home, I'd nice. like have a dart out one <laughs> in one hand, you know, right hands on the throttle. Fuck um, yes. I wouldn't go the freeway, I'd sort of cruise back down through uh, Well you'd have to because the freeway will just would you wouldn't be able to kill me. Get a like Dragon, you, no. you, you, 82 k's top speed. Fuck. I think I maxed it out at like 90 in the Mullum Tunnel downhill. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Did it start rev, rev limiting? Oh, yeah, she's bouncing. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. What, so. the, what is it? Hang, <laughs> 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 nah, the, yep. the, the R125 was a story. I think that thing topped out at 125. Yep. R125, 125. Yep. Ha- what a What a um, yeah, that thing's hilarious when it tops out. Like, after five minutes, well, probably more actually, of just straight downhill with a bit of tailwind, maybe if you tuck hard enough, it'll get to 125 and go. <laughs> that, that is how slow that fucking rev limit is. Yeah. And um, yeah, I like small bikes, um, but I don't, I don't get this Grom fad. The whole Grom fad, I, I haven't got it. Um, I don't know. It's not like... Uh, like, fair enough if you want one. Yeah, if you... If, but the the whole hype about them, I, I think it was, I think it was marketed well. Honda definitely marketed it well. Did they? Uh, they did well with their sales, I think. They I, did, but yeah. like... How do they market it? Um, Just told people about it. Yeah. Like, that, that's all they did. There you go. Yeah. You need to have this mic in place properly. There you go. Alright, it should be better. Yeah, um I don't yeah, I don't understand the Grom fad. I mean, yeah, it it is a nice bike for what it is and yeah. like for for the class of bike that it is. Because what are they, fifty? Are they fifties? One tens? No, they're one twenty five. One twenty five. Yeah. They're one twenty five. 
but they're a fuel injection. Okay. So that's what really sets them apart from like the other competitors. I mean, the R125, the Yamaha R125, I mean, you can't really stack it up against the Grom because the R125 is a super sport like style. Yep. Uh, which is ridiculous for a 125. It's like completely Thailand spec. As Thailand spec as you get. Like, it is literally built to be one of those bikes where it looks like an R6. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it looks like an R6 it from looks side like an on. R6. Get closer and you're like, wait a minute. Turn 90 degrees, it looks like a pizza cutter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, that probably has around the same power as the Grom. Okay. But weighs 130, where the Grom weighs, what, like 110? Yep. And the Grom is, yeah, definitely better than the R125. The R125 doesn't even come close in terms of practicality, um, fuel efficiency. Just And and Kawasaki were putting... The Z125. Five, that's the right. The problem with the Z125, apparently, I, don't, I mean, it's not really an issue for me. I, don't, I wouldn't care, but uh, the problem with them is uh, that they're carby. Okay. So people go, oh, the Grom's better because it's fuel injected. I'm like, well, I mean, uh, so what? Over the long run, maybe it'd be a better thing. Fair enough, whatever. They're the same price, I think. Or maybe the, the Z125 is bit cheaper i'm not too sure they're on the same price. similar styling similar styling it looks almost exactly the same um yeah except it's carby it's not fuel injected like the grom uh what other bikes man i'd rather get a peewee 80 yeah i'd um, rather get a peewee 80 than get a grom yeah other bikes that are small what is there in the market uh i, I bet there's a lot but i just haven't I'm not really a big fan of this. I am a big fan, actually, of that kind of stuff. But I don't know too much about it. Like, um, oh, the Ruckus, the Suzuki Ruckus. Now... That is a cool bike. That is a cool bike. There's a lot of... Technically not a bike, though. Technically, it's a scooter. Yep. Because it's not... It's it's an auto, is it? Yeah, I think it's an auto. Um, Is it auto or is it single gear? I don't know. I, I, think it's, I think it's auto. I've seen some really cool ruckuses in the States. Oh, dude. Dude. Um, extended, so cool. bagged. Um, They're so cool. Like the way that people do them up and you can get like a big kit for it, bump some more power out of it. Um, and all you need is a little bit more power, like 50%, which isn't much because you can get the big kit, um, extend it from a, what is it? Well, what is the ruckus? What CCs is it? I've actually forgot. The Ruckus... Honda? Wait, Honda or Suzuki? Fuck. Uh, Honda. Honda? It's a Honda. Wait, is it? Yeah, it's Honda. Fuck, yeah, I, yeah. I keep mixing them up. I keep saying Suzuki. I don't think Suzuki have got a little bike, have they? Uh, I think they do. I just don't know what it is. I keep thinking the, the Ruckus is Honda. I mean, Suzuki. Actually, I'll tell you what I saw on my way here tonight to meet you. Yeah. I was coming down um, through Nunawadding there, and I could hear this little two-stroke yeah. uh, off in the distance, and I filtered through, and I came up against this black Vespa. Two-stroke. 49, 49 cc's. 49 cc. This is 40, the ruck is 49. Yeah, I just, just figured it out. 
old dude riding it. Yeah. Um, two stroke. Two stroke. Fuck. Pulled up at the lights. Gave him the nod. Yeah. Thinking, you know, this bloke's probably going to look at me on a super sport and just go, huh? And um, hit him up. Said, "What year model's that, mate?" He's like sixty-eight, and I'm like, "Wow!" Holy shit! Um, the chrome was mint. That it is had cool. White walls on it. Um, had a bit of a chat to me. Um, he's like, "Yeah." He goes, "It's cool. It's fun." He goes, "And it's Dude, pretty." I'm, I'd love to have a two-stroke Vespa. Vespa. Yeah. He goes, "And it's pretty hard for me to lose my license." I'm like, "Yeah, good point." There you go. Although the one-two-five two-stroke Vespas, they're, yeah, they've was, got some power to yeah. them. I mean, you will get them impounded because they will lift the front easily. I think I've seen a clip of a bloke up on one, and yeah, yeah. 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 They're, they're, I mean, there's not much, there's not many of them, just because they were really expensive at the time to get the one two five, yeah, model. Um, but there's people that put the one two five engine into it. Like uh, there's a guy, I'm pretty sure the the clip that you're talking about it, of the guy riding with the bike. Yeah. Yeah. There's other one you're talking That's about. That's it. And he's overtaking a He's couple. overtaking him. That bike, if I'm not mistaken, um, is an NSR 150 engine. In a Vespa. In a Vespa. Wow. So he's pushing out close to 30 HP. Maybe, maybe a bit more actually. Yeah. Maybe a bit more. About 35, let's say. Yeah. Out of a... At a, on, in a Vespa that weighs 70. Nice little power to weight ratio there. 70, maybe maybe less actually. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. It's, they're, they're, they're pretty nice. Uh, Something, I wouldn't mind one actually. Yeah. Something else I saw. If I lived in the city, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Something else I saw is yeah. um, Honda are bringing out the 500 again. Which 500? The, um, the motocross enduro... Really? 500cc two-stroker. Honda. Nah, the yeah, CR? The CR500. Really? Uh, it's making a comeback. Saw that uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago on the net. Um, CR500, Honda 2018. Yeah. Honda announces 2018 CR500 with amazing technology. Mm. It would be a motard weapon if you can handle it. Just 10 years ago, oh, this is reading off the latest mxvideos.com. This is a motorcycle news channel, uh, website. Just 10 years ago, nearly all motocrosses were two-strokes, and the big mean brother of them was the CR500. Stock, it made 58 bhp. That's it. Mm. It doesn't sound much. 58 isn't much out of a two-stroke 500. It doesn't sound much, right, does it? I will read more, read more. And weighs just 230 pounds, which is... That's about as much as I weigh. It's like 100. 110? Yeah. Yeah, about that. It didn't fit in any racing categories, so Honda barely bothered updating its newly frame, but that didn't stop Robbie Knievel using, using one... To jump five billion dollars, what? Using one to jump five billion dollars at an ING Bank event. Oh yeah, I think I remember that Another one. I think I remember that one. Yeah. Honda released a private statement that has been leaked with within a Honda forum that talks of a new CR500 and is in the making mm. of the 2018-19 lineups. The bike will have 92 bhp. And weighs 197 pounds. 197 pounds is like about 90, 90 kilos, 90 something. 
Um, frame weighing 14 kilograms lighter than the original and top speed of 87 miles per hour, which is like 180. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It'll be a weapon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what a that's what a 500 two-stroke dirt bike should be putting out. Yeah. Tons of torque and, yeah, around 90. It'd 90, be 90 pretty HP. scary and banned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the WR450, that's four-stroke, but that's fucking intense. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I rode one on the road with... Supermotard wheels, like I've I still haven't ridden an actual dirt bike on dirt, but I, I was like, what the hell is this thing, man? This thing is just nuts. It just starts like, it just starts spinning. That's yeah. first of all, like you hit power band and just starts spinning, fishtailing and shit. You're like, Whoa, all right, and you back off. You're like, all right, let's try this again. And then because the tires warmed up, it starts lifting. And it's like, fuck, all right, next gear, and it just starts lifting again. Yeah. So the next gear, it's like first gear goes to like thirty or something. 40 well, i don't know what it yeah. goes to and then yeah just like short gearing it just keeps like i'm like what oh, this is ridiculous so i i'm a big fan of um like super motards i'd like to get one eventually probably a drz oh yeah. yeah drz 400 or a 650 maybe yeah or the suzuki xt 660 you seen those y- yama Yamaha XT660. Fuck, did I fuck it up again? Yeah, yeah. Wait, XT660. Let's see if this is Yamaha. Oh, fuck me, it is. It Why is, do I yeah. keep mixing this up? Man, I should really stop talking about no, like, bikes right. that I don't know. That's because I, when I started riding, yeah, when I was yeah. looking for a bike, yeah. um, that's what I was going for. I was, I was thinking, yeah, I'll get my L. Something enduro, yeah. Yeah, I'll get like a... Yeah. A Husky 450 SMR. See um, how I'm never like mixing up Kawasaki? Yeah. But like Yamaha, Suzuki, and, <laughs> and, fucking, and like just like mixing the, and Honda as well. I just I keep mixing the shit up. Not with actual road bikes though. Actual road bikes, well, I, know, I know it. Oh. But with the XT, uh, first time I saw one, I was like, oh, that's nice. Yep. Like it's a. Uh, it's a nice bike. It seems like a very nice, capable bike. It's like the V-Strom. It's like the Suzuki V-Strom. Yeah. I was like, that's nice. That's pro- probably along the same lines. Yeah. You know, I, I fell in love similar. with um, KTM had that the first, no, I shouldn't say the first. Mm. It was the second series um, 690 Duke. Yep. It was a bit of a road bike, a bit of a SMR. Before they went to a road bike yeah 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 mm. um and it just had that really um i just love the styling i remember like i don't know i'm going back ages ago I, I, I pulled up in a car one day and i looked to the left and mm. i'm like what the hell and i saw this thing that said duke down mm. the side of it and i'm like duke ktm like what's going on yeah um yeah and I, that's something i fell in love with i, I still like those bikes um mm. um you know, I would I would definitely buy a KTM six ninety Duke. Um So what what do you think is the categories of bikes that you would have? Oh I'd definitely have to have a super sport. Yep. Um full full fared super sport. Full fared super sport. Mm-hmm. Um I would love another dirter. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Two stroke or four stroke? Uh, I'm not quite sure there. As, I think as long as it would be a dirt bike. Mm-hmm. Um, Kickstart or electric? Electric would be nice. I'm getting a bit old for kick, mm. especially if it was a four banger. Although I had a good, I had a good argument for why you want kick only in the bush. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just in case it dies, dies, gets a bit wet, something like that. Yeah, yeah something happens, and then you just kick it. Done. Yeah, have or we got both? Yeah, if you have both, that'll be good. Have we got an? Uh, sort of endless checkbook here in in the bike category. Of yeah, what yeah, I bought. yeah. It doesn't matter. Oh, doesn't. Don't don't go on about dream bikes because yeah. dream bikes, they're dream bikes. Yeah. You don't want them because you want them because you're like I'm going to use this every day. Yeah. I have an exact use for this. No, because a dream bike is more of like I want to have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So well, I mean you can, you can go into that, but yeah. that will be in, in the dream bike category. Yeah. You know. So if you wanted a uh, NR750, yeah. yep. you know, with uh, with the twin Conrad pair yep. fucking cylinder, Honda shit. Yep. I mean, you can have that, but uh, that's not really a practical yeah. thing that you would go, that yeah. would be my super sport weekend right now. No, I'll definitely keep a super sport. Yep. Um, I'll tell you one bike that I had when I was uh, younger as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um was a, a Yamaha 350 Banshee quad, two-wheel mm. drive. Banshee. Banshee. So it's it's got the 350 yeah. twin um, two-stroke. Two-stroke. Which I think was out of like the Yamaha RD 350, ah. which was like a really old yep. bike. Um, because originally before I moved to Melbourne, I was in Newcastle. Mm. Um, lots of bush. Um, lots of sand dunes, lots of beach. We've got a, a really big beach up there. Mm. Um, and I bought this quad and I used to go to the beach and just fang it through the sand dunes. It nice. was, um, uh, yeah. Um, and I thought about getting into that when I moved down here, but there's not that much to, to ride a quad. Um, I guess you can go out in like the country areas. You could a bit. I guess you can. Like, uh, a, I've, as as you know, recently started working at MCAS, Dan Nong. A lot of the guys there, like, well, not a lot, but like, probably, you know, 50% of them really into their dirt bikes and stuff. And like every weekend, they'll be like, oh yeah, we just came back from blah, blah, blah. And uh, I'm like, how can you be fucked? Like, it's so far. Yeah. But no, nah, they, they love it so much. They load up their dirt bikes on their utes or whatever, trailers, head down to wherever the wherever they're allowed to go and um uh what was the place it wasn't too far away somewhere in somewhere in Gippsland mostly Gippsland yeah. is where they go or like even uh somewhere around uh the Yarra Shire yeah kind of out the back of like Yay and yes um yeah, yeah. I, I went for a drive up the ship even even close to like areas around Nudgee yeah yeah so you go north from Nudgee yeah and um uh that's where they go apparently, but I'm like, yeah, I've, I've never done it, so I can't, I don't know what the appeal is. Yeah. But there's got to be something. Yeah. Well, look, there's a lot of people, um, a lot of people that I ride with it's now. Really cheap. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's other than the bike and the gear and the transportation, which is, I mean, standard. Like that's for normal road bikes, same thing. Other than transportation, but like. Uh, besides those things, r- like the insurance is cheap, 
the Rego is real cheap. cheap. It's like eighty bucks a year or whatever it is. Something Compared, like, that. like the bikes aren't too bad. Like I think you can buy a brand new. The dirt bikes bike. are cheap. Yeah. Um, maintenance is fairly cheap. There's not much that goes wrong with them. Um, you chew tires probably just as much. Maybe it depends on how you are on the throttle yeah, on a road bike. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. So, Super Sport, dirt. What else? Keep talking. Super Sport, dirt. Um, and I think uh, I've sort of got this little fad at the moment for a cruiser. Um. I don't know why, but uh, I think that'd be just something cool to jump on in summer and just have a little bit of a boot around. Um, what kind of cruiser? Are they like a sports cruiser or uh, a, or an actual boat? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe something like a uh, like a rocket kind of thing. No, like a forty-eight, like a Harley oh, yeah. Harley Davidson forty-eight, or yeah. yeah. Something like that. Bit of a bobber style. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't mind the bobbers. I'd um, go for a Striker, the Yamaha Striker. Yeah. The 1300. Uh, something about it. It's it's technically a V-Star or whatever whatever they call it. It's, it's the XVS 1300 Striker. Looks sick. Yeah. Just looks cool. And, I mean, just getting a Cruiser is already, like, admitting to, yeah, the fact that you're like, I don't want handling. I don't want brakes. I don't want anything to do with what a bike is. Yep. <laughs> I just want the look. So if we're going to go just off that, I'd like a Striker. Yeah. Yeah, Striker's nice. I don't know if I'd go Harley, though. I'd probably go Indian before I go Harley. Yeah? I don't know why. Something about Harley just puts me off. I like Indians. They're nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think... What, one... about, what about Pakistanis? Do you like them? The bikes... No, no, the people. The people, yeah, they're fine. <laughs> they're fine. Just fine. How dare you, sir? How dare you? Are you going to release a public apology for no, that statement? That, that's fine. I've got a Fuck. lot of multicultural friends. <laughs> Thanks to MSR. Yeah, yeah, yeah no shit. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, obviously, I'm... Uh, I'm 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 fucking around. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. Your, your racist days are behind you. No, that's it. Yeah, but they're, like, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, MSR, man, I've met, like ridiculous types of people that you would never think would become your mate and you're like having the best time with them. Yeah. Like, best example, Nick. Nick. Fucking Nick. Nick is one of them. Like, when people see me and him, like, sometimes we go out, just us, like, we'll go for dinner and shit. They're like, what the fuck, an Asian and... They see this, like, weird mix and we're sitting there he's like fuck you man and i'm like i'm like yelling back at him we're like fighting over food and shit and then he's and then like people will look over and be like something's wrong with this picture because here here is this guy who you can you can't even tell what the fuck i am but like i'm not asian yep uh, that's one thing for sure and then you look at this guy he's like <laughs> and i'm like um yeah it's a it's a really cool phenomena that happens where you meet people you let down your assumptions about what people are like 100 percent, because of this common ground of having a bike i mean you don't do it on purpose but we're social animals you know it just it just happens yeah so without a common ground you start going all right people that look like me will most likely act like me so i should probably hang out with them and that's a normal thing i don't think that's a racist thought i think that's like nature 
yeah. right? But then as soon as you put a common ground in between you, which is, I reckon, one of the best common grounds is bikes, um, it really just becomes about what do you ride? Do you want to go for a ride? When are we riding? Riding. Um, what, where do you, like, what time are you free to ride? Exactly. <laughs> just, that's it. And then if, if it coincides that you're free and they're free and you can have a basic conversation without wanting to kill each other, then you're mates. Done. 100%. And oh. that is like 99% of the community. It is. It is. Where I've just, like me personally, like, you know, just looking at someone going, ah, cool. Nice bike. Do you want to? Right. Yeah. Well, where do you go for a ride? Yeah. Where do you live? Do you want to meet up? It's just easy. Look, I would have to say um, from MSR, when I first started riding, mm -hmm. um, the first MSR ride was actually one of your Thursday night rides. I think oh, we've talked yeah. about this. Yeah, we um, have. Yeah, yeah. And, and to How long ago was that? That was like that was three, a, three years ago? I think so. It was about, it was about this time. It was um, about, yeah, it was about this yeah, time. It was, it was about uh, August, yep. September. Dandenong meat, rocked up. Yep. Um, Sash as well was Sash there. Sash was yeah. there, yeah. rocking the denim jacket, yeah. <laughs> um, as always. Oh, man. You were there. That Kevlar denim jacket. Yeah. Oh, that um, was probably, I think that was the second meet we ever did. Yeah? That was the second one we ever did. The first one, actually, wait, what was that? Yeah, that was the second meet we ever did. The first one ever was at a petrol station in like, uh, I forgot where it was. I think it was uh, in Diamond Creek. Yep. First one we ever did. And we went to Hillsville and stuff. Sash, I met him on that day. Um, before that, it was just a person behind a keyboard that I didn't know what he looked like. Because you were, um, what was your name that you were going under then for your Melbourne oh, Shift? I was, you were running I was going as Melbourne under Melbourne Shift because uh, it's, it's a silly name. I don't like, you know, personifying and shit. Yep. It's, I'm just me. I won't really be very private. I'm not a private person about this kind of stuff. But like, um, I started doing a little bit of a biograph biographical kind of YouTube channel, um, basically because I actually wanted to do this. This thing we're doing right now, yeah. a podcast, is what I've been wanting to do. But I didn't know. I didn't know that this is a thing. I didn't know. I, I haven't discovered it yet. But I wanted to do something along those lines. And all I knew was motor vlogging. Yep. And I was like, even as I was doing it, I was like, this is cool. And I can do this and, you know, I'm having fun. But it, it something about it is like, it's not right. It's not for me. Something yeah. about it isn't for me. Not because I, it's, I'm not getting, I'm not getting any like feedback or I'm not getting any traction. That's fine. It didn't matter to me. But I was like, I, I like this avenue in, so, in terms of creating some sort of content to like share stuff but i was like it's a bit too introverted where i'm talking to i'm talking to myself for a long time yep and then posting it up and people are listening to it and stuff and i'm riding around cool stuff and whatever and i would make okay videos that take me hours to edit yeah um but at the end of the day it was not very inclusive and I was like, there's got to be something that I can do that's a bit more inclusive. I can talk to someone else. And I was like, maybe I could do dual vlogs and someone else yeah. was there. I'm like, man, that is hard. That is hard. It's hard to get together. It's hard to organize it. 
and also it's one person at a time and we can only do it for so long mm, i don't know yeah. it was like you know what i'll, I'll just stop yeah. so i sort of slowed down and eventually stopped posting not because i didn't like it anymore because i was like this is yeah. takes too much time um but yeah like a podcast just sitting down talking about bikes and just talking shit this is what i've been wanting to do when i did that stuff but anyways at the time uh yeah i was going under like a, a the, the youtube channel name yep. and i was going under a page and i actually originally just said to sasha k i said to him and sash too i said uh, who are the founders of the community i said to them um just organize it you, on your own like i'll give you all the all the description whatever all the details um where it is what time it starts and just say i'm there like you know just put my name down and the thing they're like no 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 make it through your page because they wanted me to gain traction well that's how i i found it like i would have never discovered yeah. msr except i don't know how it popped up just um because i'd had the ninja 300 for two years before mm. i bought the jigsaw and um all of a sudden i saw this um msr meet hosted by melba shift yourself well, how did you find out about that I, I really don't know. It just it just came up on a feed. So you liked MSR? I don't even think up? I'd liked MSR. Then how did it come up? Someone above must have just... I don't that's, know. I don't, that's, that's weird, yeah. I don't know. I, I came across it. Well, so either, either way, you, I mean, it yeah. worked out. You, you, know, you found it. So yeah, my whole week, I, I just remember going, I'm really cool, like really keen to go mm. on this ride, this Thursday night ride. We go to Dandy, um, meet yourself, Sash, um, Dylan McEwen, oh, yeah, rest yeah. in peace. Yeah, yeah. Um, great guy. He had a, a Ninja 300 there. Yep. I don't know. We had maybe about 20 bikes. Oh, yeah. About something that. like that. I think a bit more, actually. Maybe, yeah. That was a decent meet. So we, we boot off up um, Stud Road, <laughs> past the basketball stadium there. Yep. And just as... We cross the basketball stadium. I think we're just about to cross the Monash. Yeah. I just see this group of bikes coming down the other way from Stud Road, yep. the Northern Boys, and it looked like something out of Ride of the Century. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? This is... Because they were late. They were late. Yeah, that's yeah, right. And they were riding as a group and they saw us and they and they, and they did a U-turn and followed us. So, so I, was, I, was, I forgot about that. Actually. So next minute, we've turned this group of maybe 30 or 40 bikes, say, into this pack of... 50, 60 almost. Probably easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And next minute, we're sort of booting up through the hills. Yeah, that was cool. Out the back of launch. Because I, I remember that we filled up that car park in the, in the mountains. Colorado On Lookout. Yeah, 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 yeah. We filled it up, and I still have the photos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then on the way home, I think you took us back down through... Um, Wellington Road. Wellington Road. And that's where, that's where the guy flipped. Yeah, I won't mention that guy. Yeah, yep. Um, very good mates to mm -hmm. um, with him now. Yep. Um, ah, uh, same, same. Really yeah. good mates with him. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, but that I remember just going home that night, just thinking, "Oh my god!" Look, it it was so good up until that, that point. point. 
and even afterwards, like nothing really bad happened afterwards. Nah. It all kind of worked out. Yep. Just in the way that it does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that was a that was a weird night. I'll describe it. I won't mention names, but basically, I was in the front. It goes green. We're coming over to a light, but it, you know how it goes green before you stop completely. And I had a guy next to me on the same bike as me, a CF 650. And I'm looking at him. We're sort of having a, a good time. And uh, we got to race off the lights. And then this car merges in front of, well, yeah, it merges in front of us from, from the side street. And we saw it coming. So I was like, all right, slow down. So we backed off. And then um, as this car, like, sped up uh, in front of us and we sort of backed off so we don't run into it i look to my right and i just see sparks and a tail that's slamming into the ground and a bike that's just going side to side while it's like 12 o'clocking uh, it was the dankest 12 o'clock oh yeah for sure it like was maddest tail scrape i've ever seen i think it was like 12 15. yeah and he and it stayed at 12 o'clock for a little bit. For a long time. It wasn't like hit and then straight away off. It was like hit and then it was it was like, you know, hit the hit the tail and it was like... And then it started getting unsettled. And um, yeah, if that car hadn't come and merged in front of us, I would have been a little bit further up ahead and I would have probably been hit, hit yeah. by one of the fairing bits that flew off and one of them still hit almost hit me yeah. his 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 tail seat cow thingy like the seat cow um uh, yeah the, the passenger the eliminator cow, that's it that almost hit me and i ducked yeah <laughs> yeah well i i didn't yeah. realize that um he was fine though by the way he was um, he was people, cool yeah, he recovered yeah. very well he did um and it wasn't until maybe 12 months later when i met that person again yeah i i, I actually i've don't know how long it was, but it was a long time for me as long well. Long time. Um, that I realised that that wasn't his bike he was riding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it I was... knew that that night because I, when I saw him that night, we went, okay, so, you know, up the road, you get to a 7-Eleven. Yes. On Stud Road and Wellington That's Road. That's right. Opposite we the Dan Murphy's We did there. a Yui. We did a Yui and went to the back of it. That's right. To just chill out. He grabbed then... a lot of paper towel there to yep. soak up the blood. And then, and then who's there? The same guy, yeah, who was pillioned by his mate, and I knew his mate. Yep. And I was like, "Dude, what the fuck happened?" And he was like, "You know, saying oh this and that, oh whatever." I'm like, "Cool, cool." Um, so whose bike is it? He's like, "Oh, it's this guy's bike." And I'm like, "Where is he?" And he's like, "Oh, he's overseas." <laughs> and I'm like, "Alrighty then." Uh, and I'm like, "Dude, what the fuck? What are you gonna do? Like, he's gonna be so sad, you know?" He's like, "I was like, yeah, yeah no, I'll explain it to him." It's all, you know, but I think it's all good or whatever. Um, and then um, I was like, yeah, for sure this, this guy's going to be cut. Yep. And then I met the guy. Who owns the bike. Who owns the bike. And he is. I, do you know where I met him? I met him at the hospital when I went to visit Stevie Steve when he stacked. St yes. And he was there. And then we ended up riding together through... Um, from Danong up until uh, Lilydale to yep. check out a bike that he was looking at because he was the owner of that bike that was stacked and he was riding another guy's bike. Uh, this uh, this might get a bit com complicated for you guys that cool. are listening. It's basically a bunch of Saudi boys, all right? Basically a bunch of Arabs that just share their shit and don't care about any possessions because they're just like, eh, fuck it. They're family. Yeah. They're, 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 a, they're a 
they're a family. You that, flipped those my boys. bike and broke the shit out of it. That's cool. I'll get another one. Are you all right? That's how they are. Yep. Um, very tight bunch of friends. Very tight, very generous. Um, and uh, yeah, that's when I met the guy and then they very quickly realized who he was. And uh, yeah, straight away, friends, done. Yep. And then he's like, uh, yeah, I just met the guy. Keep that in mind. He's like, I'm going up. Uh, do, do you know where Lilydale is? And I'm like, I'm actually going to Baronia. Um, I can show you the way. He's like, yeah, I don't know the way. I'm like, yeah, just follow me. I ended up going with him to uh, the guy's house where he was, he was checking out a bike. And and the guy, his name was um, Chris something. Chris. He's an MSR. He turned out to be an MSR, and that's how I met Chris. Yep. And I went for rides with him, like the guy who was buying the bike off. And it was just, that's how, that's how you meet people. Yeah. It was great. So... Yeah, it's just, I love how casual it is. I've met countless friends at a red light. Which, By just pulling up. Which and just never happens in, yep. in, in any kind of scene. Yeah, it's not like you pull up in a car no and way. you can, you're like. No way. If you if you pull up in a car next to a car you like, you're you're straight away like, I hate this kind, I want this kind of die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so much hatred. Like if yeah. you, if it's a shit car. You might give him a laugh or, or like, you know, just, like just a bit of a wave or whatever if you're like an enthusiast. But if it's, it's a car that's similar to yours that you like that's better than yours, oh, dude, it's like freaking just hatred. Yep. And yeah, it's sad. Yeah. But it's I used sad. to hang for those Thursday night rides. Like, yeah. that was... um. That was the highlight of my week. Every <laughs> every week, I would hang for Thursday night, and we Dude, and we would ride. I'm gonna do it again. Yeah, I'm gonna do it again. Um, I haven't really talked about this here, but um, ever since that, I've actually been able to you know scrape up a bit of money together. Very soon, hoping around. To, what's today? Today, this twenty second of September. Hopefully by the end of November, I'm on something else, and yep. uh, for this summer, doing more rides just as, just as before. Yeah, um, yeah. I want to bring it back to weekly rides because yep. I've been I've been out for about two years. Yep, almost two years. Actually, not not two years. I've been on different bikes, but not my bike. Yeah, my own bike. It's almost been two years, and um, what one of the most shocking things I realized in two years that everyone wants to go for a ride, but no one wants to take initiative and organize. Organize it. And if they do, it's a once-off. Yep. And then they realize how hard like, it is. Not, it's not hard. I wouldn't um, say hard. It's, it's, it has responsibilities. Yes. And it has its things that are annoying about it. Like, for example, you become the center of attention. Now, to some people, that's a, a, a desirable thing. To but others, also, it's not. Yeah. Well, for, for a lot of people, it's a desirable thing Think. to be the center of attention. Like, oh, that he's the organizer. Yep. But they want the center of attention without the center of attention setbacks, which are, oh, um, this guy is lost. What do we do? And they turn around to you for answers, and you have to ha you have to be all knowing and all wise in that situation, and be able to just coordinate everything yep. while still running a ride. And it is, I I have to give it to you, it is a real skill set to organise a really good ride. And I there's do, some I, I owe it to Sash. Yeah, but I owe it to Sash. I used to. I'll tell you what we used to do. I used to. I, you might remember, remember on the first ride ever. 
I probably won't remember, but like this is what happened. Um, Sash gets there. And I'm like, hey man, um, yeah. So we're going from this place to this place, and uh, at this time, and then we're gonna park here, take some photos, and then we're gonna go back to this way. Uh, yeah. Can you tell them that? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, why don't you tell them? That? I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like yeah. scared and shit, cause like I don't, I haven't, you know, yeah, I haven't built this skill up. Um. Of just being able to talk in front of a crowd. Yeah. So he would talk and I'd stand right behind him and he'd just point at me every now and then and say, follow him. him. Um, you know, we're going this way according to him. And then he just point at me. Don't overtake him because yeah, yeah, <laughs> you don't know where you're <laughs> going. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then next minute, everyone's up on one past you um, until they get to the corner and then go, are we going left or right? Exactly. But yeah. slowly I became a little bit less of a background person and um more of a stand next to him person while he talks yep <laughs> and then i and then slowly i started talking like sort of half and half with him so he would he would say something and i would say something else and it was and then eventually he was he would be just on the side yeah um as i went all right guys um we're going from this place to this place and then once i actually started doing it i was like there's nothing to be, to be worried about. It's it's a simple thing. Just yeah. tell people what, what we're, we're doing. doing. Have a good time. That's what's what we're really here. There's no need to stress out. Um, and it was great. But yeah, I do really owe it to Sash because I don't like. I might have been able to do it, but it it would have been a very uh, steep learning curve. It was his. It was his backing. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I completely owe that to him. Uh, if I if I didn't have someone to like cover for me uh, at least show me how it's done and he had a really good personality like that where, dude yeah dude just natural just yeah. charismatic um lovable like you, you you can't talk shit about the guy because even if you wanted to what are you gonna say well you can't you, you can't be like oh who he's, do you think he is? Oh, he's such a nice guy. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate how he's so nice to me. <laughs> That's a... I fucking hate how he walks yeah. over and asks me how my day's going. Yeah. You're like... <laughs> oh, look, he just... He'll, he'll always make it. I fucking hate that fucking Kevlar denim jacket he wears. <laughs> what does he think he is? Yeah. Fashionable and shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's always so nice to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. He, yeah so... But, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, I do really owe that to him. Yep. But yeah, that will be happening very soon. Uh, yep. As soon as I'm back on the road, back that's going to be it. happening. I'm going to be free most of the time. I'm going to be all organizing trips and, and weekend rides and weekday rides and yep. hopefully resurrecting this whole thing. Yeah. And um, I think it will because um, yeah. the scenes evolved yeah. a lot. Um, there's more people now. There's more new people. So like, even if the old people are like, oh, that was cool back then. I don't want to do that again. There's new people that are like, it's new to them. It is. It yeah. is. Um, I haven't been to a lot of events lately. You know, I think um, the people that were big in the scene when um, I first started, um, it's not like they've outgrown it. They just have more responsibilities. Yep. So they're their time gets taken up. Look, I'm going back where we used to ride every single night of the week. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and you just, you'd, every time you'd meet someone new and then that person would join your, your group or. You'd join theirs. You'd, be, you'd yeah. be in like four groups at once. I remember I, I used to get home on a Friday night 
and and my group chat would be going off from like ten group chats, <laughs> group chats. That's right, and it's like west side me, north yeah. side me. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm like in the east. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but we get together. Um. And the other thing that um that happened by starting to ride with you on the Thursday night rides was, um, you know. My social circle of however many people mm. just multiplied by about 20 times. Um, and and I was talking to different people and riding with so many different people, um, meeting so many new new faces, um, like Mike Howery, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first time I met that guy was at like a dragon's jeans sale yep. and he's you know his personality's like let's eat that's, that's mike <laughs> like like if we're not riding let's party let's eat let's party okay um okay we eat then party but yeah the the first actual ride i think i met that guy on you come back to my place we party <laughs> <laughs> was um you know back then uh, there was sort of like uh there was msr happening there was underground riders which was MSR. Which was MSR. Basically, yeah. Um, there was a couple of other smaller groups, the Northern Boys and things like that. Sync was still doing Sync, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Underground hosted this ride. Um, the Sunday one. The big, the big bi- Sunday one. Big Sunday. Yeah, I which, missed that one. Which I, I, I really, that was the best organized yeah. ride. Um, it was just. Just shout out to Stevie. Shout out to Stevie. Um, Mark Canbolt. Yep. Um, Arteka. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. led um, into different groups. So mm-hmm. no matter what skill set you had, mm-hmm. whether you were... You were being accommodated yeah, to. Um, yeah. And um, I had a pillion on that time. Mm-hmm. And um, so Mike rocks up with the CBR mm-hmm. with um, Ari on the back. And um, he notices... Me and my female pillion that was on the back, and he's like, "Hey, how you going?" And I'm like, "Good." And yeah. I'm like, "Nice bike." And he's like, "Yeah, nice bike." And I think the girls were talking, and I'm like, "Oh, how long you had that?" And he's like, "I just bought it." Nice. I said, "Oh, what were you riding before that?" And he's like, "A, a scooter." Yeah. And yeah, the fucking the fucking Honda scooter. <laughs> and <laughs> and then like, so I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go in group four because I got a pillion and we're doing twisties. Um, I'll go with like the the learners and not so experienced. Yeah. Um, and um, next minute I see Mike's at the front of the pack with Ari on the back doing twisties with with boys on ZX10s and CBRs. <laughs> and um, we pull up at Marysville Bakery and um, and he's like, hey, that was awesome and everything. And, and Ari walks past and she's like, he's fucking crazy. <laughs> 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 and um, yeah, and just... Yeah. Um, Started a, a really good friendship with Mike, mm. which developed into the whole West Side family of um, of Nick, mm-hmm. Terrace, Chris Lar, uh, Liam, Kadar, all those guys. Anyone I've missed, sorry. Um, where that group yeah. became part of our smaller group that we had riding, and it extended b- past bikes. Yeah, and it became. Mm. It became a social thing where, um, bikes was just 
and, and bonus thing. Like but, you, bikes you, was the little you link. Gained yeah. real friends that you go over to their yeah. house for a barbecue. Yeah. Doesn't have to be for a ride. And it was not uncommon for Mike to text you or no, text is the wrong. Mike would ring you at two AM and yeah. he'd be like, What are you doing? I just finished work. <laughs> and I'd be like, Mike, I'm in bed and he's like, We're fucking riding. <laughs> um and we would ride yeah. till two to three AM and he'd be like, Oh no, this great place and, and the guy has got this skill set for knowing where the best food in Melbourne is. Yeah, he's a big fan of food. He's um, he's definitely a big fan of um you know, the exotic places to go eat. Yep. Um, it's just, it's a shame he lives so far away from me just because I'm kind of bikeless, so it's really hard for me to get to him now. But, yeah, I I, def, I, yeah. I used to be over at his place, like his apartment in Kensington. I think I was there for, like, a solid three months straight. Yeah. Like, just every day after TAFE. Go yeah. straight there. Yeah. Be riding everywhere. Just food and so much food. Food, like, food. Fucking relax. Yeah. Holy yep. shit. Yeah. I'm full but, from the night before. But you and um I think then, you know, when um so it sort of went from um you and Sash A organizing a lot of the rides and then you you sort of grew MSR a bit and um Mike sort of came in as a bit of admin well, there the for a, is, a while. The thing is what happened with Sasha um Sash Alexander um he got busy. Yep. Well, not too busy, but he got busier, you know. And uh, Sasha K was always busy. Yep. Having a kid and shit. His wife was pregnant. He's like busy with work. Hardly. Yeah, I still have not gone on a ride with him. I've never ridden with him. I've gone on maybe two rides and that was probably a five minute ride through the city. Wow. Yeah, ever. Um, but yeah, like I've never gone on a ride with him. He's never rocked up to a meet uh, where I've been there on yep. a bike. Uh, it's always been like, you know, is he... It, it, He's either in a car or I'm in a car. Yeah. So, but Sasha, Sasha, Alex, Sasha Alexander, um, yeah, he slowly phased himself out. Yep. Um, he would still come every now and then to big events. Yep. But the smaller ones, I was pretty much on my own. And I was cool with that because by then I was like, I knew a lot of people. Uh, I'd organize a meet. 40 would come. I'd know 30 of them. No yep. problems. Um it got a bit out of hand eventually because I, I met too many people and yep. people were getting angry at me for not knowing their name. But I'd know their, fa I'd know their no, the face, face and I'd know their bike. So I'd be like, hey, what was your name again? And they're like, come on, man. I'm like, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. I know too many people. Oh. This is this is ridiculous now. Yeah. At 50, it was good. And then as I went past 50, I just I lost it. Yep. It started falling apart. It was ridiculous, man. You can't retain that many people. But there was some there was some really big rides back was, then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so after after Sasha Sash Alexander phased himself out and was only coming to big events, um, started doing events all the time. Uh, I became the person you would go to if you wanted a ride organized, which kind of took off some load from Sasha K. Yep. And Sasha Alexander, um, which was good. They they were happy about that, so they they, they were able to focus on the community and growing the the brand and the marketing promo. part of it. Yep. Not the promo, but like, yeah, promo, I guess. But like, they were focused on the community and growing it itself, not the activities. And I was taking care of that stuff. So, and then Mike Howry jumped on board at the time and started doing stuff on his side because he lives on the other side so of town. Melbourne. Um, and then Stevie as well. He used yep. to live on my side, so we used to organize rights together. It was really good. Yeah. There was definitely a golden age. 
Um, I will bring that back. It will not be the same, yep. obviously, because that's not possible. Um, but it'll be it'll be another phase, and yeah. that phase will definitely be uh, influenced by me somehow. Even if it's me at least helping some newer guys going. I want to organize rides. I'm even happy just to do that. Just grab someone that goes. I have the. I have a bit of initiative to organize rides. Give me the resources, and I'm more than happy to fuel that, and just be there, just like Sash was there for me as a bit of a mentor. Yeah. 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 You know, like, uh, and not saying that I have some skill that takes no, a no, six no. month course to learn. I reckon a two hour chat, and that's it. You've learned everything I've learned. Yeah. Some good pointers. All you have to do, all you have to really, yeah, like, uh, well, 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 how would I say this? Like, all it is you have to actually have or possess is drive and motivation and a love for the community, a bit of vision as well. A bit of vision helps, a vision for what this can be in the future, what you can be creating. Like, I can see you're already so... Um, you, you, you're so grateful to this community. I am too. Mm. Um, now, t- to me, hearing that, hearing how like, you know, like just grateful you are for this, for these experiences, that is the payoff for me. Yeah. Now, if you're, if you're the type of person that that's not really a payoff for you, you'd need it to be a bit more self-gratifying then that's probably not for you. Organizing stuff and just giving your time and effort for the community is probably not your thing. And that's fine. But if someone out there is going, yeah, this is, you know, I, I would like to facilitate an environment where people make these kind of experiences, where I make these kind of experiences and meet these kind of people and make new friends, but not just friends that ride with you, but friends that actually become your friends yeah. and people that are involved in your life and stuff. To me, that's... Yeah, like that's worth more than anything, really. Like, you, it doesn't matter if you're making no money from it. Um, doesn't matter if you're losing sleep because you have to wake up at seven in the morning to go set up for an event. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, if if you're if you're getting people that are grateful, and also if you're just benefiting from it, just from a social aspect, just like creating some sort of lifestyle for yourself. And for others, then that that's worth it. Yeah, that's worth it for me. Yeah, for because sure. because some of those rides, a lot of effort went into um, organising some of the big ones. Mm. Um, and I suppose most of it is such a K. Such yeah. yeah. Um, and I think um, unless you were sort of close to the core. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people didn't see the effort that used to go into. Mm. Um, I, I'm gonna. Pick one, for instance, the mm. um, the 500 plus out of Ligon to Highway Moorabbin that night. Yep. Um, so I think I think we had 500 plus. About 800. 800. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, to give the listeners an idea on that ride that weren't there, um, a lot of newer listeners, uh, a lot mm-hmm. of newer members to MSR, um, we had a Ligon Street meet. Um, we used to park on the footpath on Logon Street. Um, we had that many people attend that event that um, I think Sasha, Sasha A mm-hmm. um, is like, right, everyone down into the square. And we had Argyle Square 
absolutely jam-packed with bikes. We had the footpath jam-packed with bikes. It didn't matter whether you're on a 300. It didn't matter whether you're on a a 1,000. It was such a variety that you could have had the sickest bike there. No one gave a shit. Everyone cared just as much about you and your mad 30, 40, 50K bike as a a guy who just got his Ninja 250. Yep. Um, it was, we had Harleys it there. Was a, it was yeah, yeah. It was every type of bike, every age group. It was, yeah, that was, yeah, that was great. Uh, that was insane amounts of uh, organizing and to, and to get that many bikes through the city and to keep it in a pack. Yeah, um, hands down. I'll, t- I'll tell you a little bit of a, um, a sort of from my perspective. So as we left Ligon. I was looking at Sash at one of the lights on Ligon Street. So everyone's behind us and just, just the, the street is full. Like you can't see anything else but bikes. And he's like, can you go to King Street and Flinders Street and Corner Mark? And I'm like, done. So it goes green and I bolt off. People try and follow me, but I tell them to stay away. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of sped it a little bit just because I wanted to fuck off from the group. <laughs> I got to King Street in Flinders Street, which is like through the city, just to tell them to turn and get out of the city. I was there for, let's see, I actually counted how many light circulations I went through, you know, the turning arrow. Mm-hmm. I was there for a, about 13, 14 light circulations. Yep. yep. 13 or 14, and each time you're getting around almost 100 bikes Box, going yeah. through. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was a big yeah. ride. Yeah. Um, 50 to 100 bikes, Box. every single green light. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. It was um, it was Melbourne's sort of uh, ride of the century, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was. And I, I don't think really I've cool. been to a ride that other than um, Phillip Island, mm-hmm. GP run from, um, I don't think I've, I've been to an event that's had that many bikes since. Mm-hmm. Um Definitely a great night. No accidents. Uh, maybe mm. one little minor stack, I think. Um, everyone got along. Um, we had a great turnout great. down at Highway. Also, also, the organizers for Highway, they they were really on the ball yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. was great. And uh, it must have looked super cool oh, yeah. being at Highway, everyone checking out cars. Um, and, and you just get it. 800 bikes yeah, we make like, we right. make a late entrance yeah. and it's just it, the yeah. sound would have been awesome late. yeah yep. yeah yeah i just um, remember mike howry with the fucking glow sticks yeah yeah, yeah. just handing out glow sticks to the guys that were helping and, out and actually um he ordered pizza remember did he he ordered um did he, he order pizza yeah he ordered pizza that's such a mike thing to uh, do he ordered pizza from kensington from some shop in Kensington really? to Moorabbin, yeah. Nah. Yeah, dead set, dead set. Holy he ordered shit. because everyone was starting to get hungry at Moorabbin, <laughs> and then by that time everyone had bailed. And Mike's like, "What are we going to do with all these pizzas?" So he invited everyone back to his place for pizza. Oh man. Um, yeah, very eventful night. Um, oh yeah, yeah. it's just like, look, after all, after all this you know you're talking like memories and stuff and experiences and it's no doubt that it's like oh yeah there's there's a lot of positives in the community of of being in it a lot of people don't see that a lot of people associate the community 
Well, not a lot. I wouldn't say a lot. It's probably like a very small percentage. But they're the most vocal about it, obviously. The people that like it don't really go, I love this thing. That, you know, yeah. It's the it's people that don't like it that go, fucking fuckwits or whatever. Yeah. Um, I always t- turn around to them. I don't, I don't get upset at all because I get it. I get it. I'm like, dude, this isn't about a writing community. This is about life itself because in life, you will not meet people that are all amazing. You'll meet 99% of them that are great and a small percentage of them that are like extraordinary and that, you, that you'll become best mates with. But the people that you genuinely don't like, yep. it's such a small percentage. And if you don't have the perspective to see that this is just normal life and filter through the the people that are not so amazing yep and sort of throw well what, what, what do they say what's the saying throw the baby out with bathwater kind of thing yeah, yeah. yeah if if you don't have the perspective and the maturity to like just um navigate this thing this community and see that there is positives in it that you will meet great people that you will have a genuinely good time and make good ex- and have good experiences, yeah. um, then that's cool. That's and, cool. And, and you'll network and with those re- people. I respect that decision. Yeah. But don't tell me that this community is shit because it's not. You're just choosing to focus on the shit parts. Correct. That's all it is. Correct. And if that's what you want to choose, then that tells me a little bit about your life. Then that tells me that your whole life, you're just looking at the people that are talking shit to you yeah. and you're not appreciating the people that are there for you and helping you. And most of the people that bitch to you about, like if anyone's ever said, oh, fuck MSR or like fuck writing, just anyway, if they criticize anything in front of you, that's a community. Analyze them for a second. Next time it happens, if anyone says anything, just analyze them for a second and go, what kind of person is this? You realize that they, the, that statement stands for their personality it's not just like they're chill easy going but when you talk about msr they're like fuck that shit no you'll find that they're like really stressed out all the time really anxious about what people think about them they're just scared or they haven't got they've they've got this minute perspective yeah of what msr is well they've got based this minute on, perspective of what life is is based on one small view mm. Instead of, um, well, or you, one bad experience. Be, you, you've got to be extremely unlucky to have your only experience of MSR be one person that is shit. Yeah. Extremely unlucky. Yeah. Because the chances of that are intense. Yeah. Anyways, we have to wrap this up. This was a short one. Too easy. Yeah. Uh, I can hear the security walking around the rooms <laughs> and uh, closing up this place. So thank you so much. Um, I know it's a bit hard for you to get down here. No. A bit far away. Not a problem. Yeah. Definitely um, see everyone at the next pizza meet, uh, burger meet. There's so much more to talk about. Yeah. But like, we'll save it for next time. Too for easy. Sure. For sure. All right. Um, I did I did events already. Uh, please check out www.streetriders.com.au. Use Kickstand 2017. Ciao.
have you ever heard of fuckboy terms you know what is a fuckboy term it's a term that just it doesn't offend you it's offensive to the fuckboy whoever the fuckboy is will get offended to it you know so if you say to someone you're a fuckboy and they're not a fuckboy they're like hey i'm i'm not offended i'm not a fuckboy but if they truly are they will be offended you know bang offended you know so have you ever have you ever scrolled through google and and found some fuckboy content in terms of websites you know websites fuckboy websites man a lot of them out there you know redtube.com fuckboy website you know facebook.com fuckboy website streetwriters.com.au epic fuckboy website now you go to it and it screams fuckboy like i'm surprised that the first freaking two words on the homepage does not say fuckboy in like size 76 point fucking italic bold underlined characters. I am surprised. I'm gonna write the fucking, the person who designed that website an email and I want a personal apology from them in writing, by hand, signed, sent by a pigeon to my fucking house saying they are sorry for not writing. Welcome to fuckboy on the streetwriters.com.au website. Why? Fair enough. Good question. I mean, am I just dissing it because I don't like it? Maybe. Maybe I'm dissing it because it's a fact. It's a fuckboy. Okay, first of all, on the website, on the front cover, you've got an Instagram role, right? A, a photo of their Instagram pics. Fuckboy. That, that is so fuckboy. Anyone using Instagram is a fuckboy from, from by definition. You go to Wikipedia, it says... You know, you type in fuckboy. First thing that comes up, how's the woods face? Second thing, definition of Instagram website. Uh, you want me to continue? Yeah, but I'm saying make contact so that you talk to an actual person. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like okay stand, okay. stand. So now you start looking through this website and you're like, all right, what's so fuckboy about it? What's so fuckboy about it? Well, the store. Fuckboys everywhere. Like, there's pictures of fuckboys doing bullshit stunts. There's pictures of fuckboys posing in some bullshit fuckboy gear. Sell fuckboy stickers. There's, who the fuck even buys stickers these days? Like, you get that in a fucking cereal packet. You know, I used to get that when I was, like, 10 years old back in the 1970s and shit, man. And I stuck that on my BMX. What the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Stick it on my fucking $10,000 bike? What? Melbourne Street Riders? What, what the fuck am I even representing? What the fuck is this shit? Like... I am surprised Vic Pol are not doing anything about this fuckboy epidemic in the heart of Melbourne CBD. Fuckboys everywhere. Melbourne Street Riders, Street Riders Australia, Brake Socks, Tritech Oil, all sorts of fuckboy shit everywhere. This is fucking, this is worse than propaganda. This is literally communism coming at us and attacking us through the field of motorcycle enthusiasm. Fuckboys. Now... As an exercise, I want you to go to someone, just a stranger even. Look, maybe you start off with a family member just to be safe and then practice on a stranger. Just come up to them and go, hey, fuckboy. And just keep walking. See what their reaction is. If they really are a fuckboy, that anger will be strong. They'll start to precipitate, you know, um, their skin will turn a different shade. Um, you know, if you've, got a, if you've got a thermal imaging goggles, you'll be able to see... Uh, the gradient of, of, of heat dissipating from various components of their face and or body parts. They might get a boner. Don't know. You can find out. But if they're not a fuckboy, they'll just continue on with their lives. So do that test and report back to us. Tell us what you think.
So look, after all this conversation, you know, after me ranting on about fuck boys and that, and look, if you you still want to go to that website and you're still not offended, maybe you really are not a fuck boy. Maybe you are immune to the to the fuck boy epidemic. Maybe you are. Maybe you want to buy something from there, like some, you know, Tritec full synthetic oil or some or a Kevlar hoodie or a brake sock or this fuck boy sticker and you want to represent Melbourne street riders in the heart of Melbourne CBD. I don't know. But if you want to give it a go, you should do it. And for extra fuckboy credit, you can type in, in the coupon section, Kickstand 2017, capital letters, K-I-C-K-S-T-A-N-D, 2017. Guess what? You're going to get a 10% off fuckboy discount. Hey, us fuckboys look after each other. And for the icing on the fuckboy cake... You get a free sticker. Mate, stick that shit on your 15k bike. I was once asked, what is it like, you know, what is it like to be a fuckboy? You know, like, is there some sort of a case study done? Is there a thesis someone written and that, that someone can analyze and understand the psyche of a fuckboy? And let me tell you what it's like to fall asleep as a fuckboy. You know, to lie down, close your eyes... And consciously understand that not only that you exist, but you exist for the sole purpose of being a fuckboy. It's, it's difficult to describe. It really is. It, it, look, it's going to get very philosophical real soon, but I'm going to try to cut it short, you know. Have you, ever, have you ever thought what would it be like to be, uh, you know, like, let's just say... Uh, plain flour. You know, you've got self-raising flour and plain flour. What would it be like to be plain flour? Or whatever, you know? It's like dusty and shit. Now, here you are, plain flour. Then you get added into this mix with salt and eggs and milk and chocolates. You get mixed up and shit. You know, you, you get ground up, whatever. You turn into like this paste of all this other stuff. But you're still, you're still plain flour, aren't you? You're still plain flour just mixed with everything else. Okay, cool. Now, you get put into an oven, right? You get baked. You get baked with all these other things. Are you still flour at the end of the day? You know, when you come out as a delicious chocolate cake, you know, spongy and, and soft and gooey and some fucking you know, 30 kilo model with a mad ass and massive tits that's, you know, deep throating you along with the eggs and shit. Are you still that plain flour or are you now a fucking chocolate cake? That is what it's like to go to sleep as a fuck boy.